This is Terrio Media. Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California, it's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Hello and welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the show where I show people, people just like you, how to escape the rat race using real estate. And to make this happen for you, the first step is just shifting your focus from making piles of money to creating streams of money. That's where it begins. And you only have to do that once, by the way. And then after you've done it, now just embrace it and let all of your actions follow this new mindset. And your escape from the rat race will move at least 10 times faster than those that choose the alternate path, the old antiquated path. And uh, I just always like to clarify, this is not get rich quick. So if you think that's where you are, you are in the wrong place. You have been mistaken. This is not get rich quick. It's get rich quicker and getting rich permanently. And to get started down that path or restarted, I've created a free course just for you. So you can go to freerealestateinvestingcourse.com and you'll get a crash course right there on how to find deals. And then you'll get the two quickest and easiest exit strategies to a paycheck in real estate. And then just stay tuned here each and every week and I'll show you how to put that uh, that paycheck to work for you in a way that it works harder for you than you did for it. Alrighty, and for all of you that have been recommending and referring this to your friends and family and associates and your networks, and some people even play the episode in front of their RIA groups, and I just think that's awesome, and I really appreciate it. I would not be here if it wasn't for you. I would not be here if you didn't do that for me. And so I just really, really appreciate it. And that's why I'm here for you each and every week, just to give you what you're looking for. All right. Give you the important stuff. All right. Uh, Important dates. And I'm really excited about this one. If you're not excited about it, then I just want you to, I want to share it with you again. The next Grub and Grow Rich, it's going to be held in Napa Valley. And I do these types of things because I want to attract uh, people like me to me because that's who I love doing business with the most, the people that are that are just like me. And if you like the outdoors, if you like the fall, um, if you like college football, if you like drinking wine and just relaxing and trying to do as little as possible, if that's you, I really want to meet you. I really want you to come hang out with us on uh, October 13th where we're going to get together for some timely market updates uh, we're going to go over some really, uh, really, uh, what do I call it? Um, super. <laughs> that's, I guess that's, that's my big word now. I've been told this many times that I say that all the time on the show and I didn't even realize it, but, um, just some super awesome wealth creation strategies with my new tax attorney. And he's just been doing wonders for me and restructuring my whole business. And he's going to show up that night to, to be our guest and share with you what he's been sharing with me. And we're just going to eat, going to drink, going to be merry. And uh, the site, the website is now live. It wasn't last week when I shared this with you, but you can go to grubandgrowrich.com. And if you'd like to stay for the whole weekend, this would just be great. And we can talk business as much as you want, only if you want. Um, But that's not what this is for. It's really for fun. I just want you to come along. Uh, You can do that by uh, joining us. You can hop on a tour bus to taste wine, uh, more eating, more drinking, more being married, just having a good old time, a good relaxing time, and probably the, the nicest time of the year to go to Napa Valley. It's just a fun event, something we've never done before. And uh, there'll be little to no business conducted on this tour, unless you want to, but that's your choice, your decision. And it's just going to be fun hanging out with wine in the vineyards and, you know, smelling the nice country air and, you know, 
get uh, get over this heat. I don't know where you are right now, but we're in Los Angeles and it's 105 degrees today and I'm over it. Can't wait till the fall. And uh, yeah, so you get to, and then uh, my tax attorney, he's going to come along with me. Uh, my financing team's going to come along. You can rub elbows with them. The best of the best of the brightest people in the industry. And uh, they'll be there you for, you'll be hanging out and just being cool, building your network, right? So, you know, while the richest people in the world focus on building their network, the poorest focus on finding work. So uh, whoever said it's who you know, they weren't kidding. It's absolutely all about that. So join us for the whole weekend, October 13th, 14th, and 15th. Um, it's going to be Friday night, the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. I'm not superstitious. But Friday night uh, reception and a wealth creation presentation. That's our Grub and Grow Rich event. And then if you want to spend the whole weekend with us, you can elect to do that as well. Uh, one on time with me, one on one time with my, my team of professionals. I'm going to take in some awesome, inspiring views of Napa Valley, taste some of the world's most delicious wines during our exclusive wine tour, learn some tidbits of local winemaking history and culture. Even on, on, on Sunday, you're going to get to make your own wine. I'm looking forward to that. I've never done that before. And so it's just kind of like 1% uh, business. If you wish, that's entirely up to you. 99% fun and relaxing time. That's what I'm looking for, forward to. And just, uh, you know, get to know you. Get to know you better and, um, in an environment where we can really have a lot of fun. So join the epic team of professionals. Experience some exotic wines, exceptional meals, and the lush Napa Valley. And like I said, if you haven't visited Napa Valley in the fall, you're in for a spectacular treat. And if you have, be prepared to experience it like you've never before experienced it on this exclusive and epic wine excursion. Alrighty, so all the uh, details are available at drinkandgrowrich.us. Got it? Drinkandgrowrich.us. Don't go to .com. You're going to get sucked into some multi-level marketing company. Go, don't go to .net because you're going to be sold this other high-powered energy drink. If you like that stuff, go there. But we are at drinkandgrowrich.us. It's one time a year. We've never done this before, and we're doing it right now. So there's only 20 seats available. If this is something for you, come. I want you to come. All right. Then, last date to share, November 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and the 4th, and uh, let's see. Oh, and the 5th. The 5th is optional, but it will be the uh, the last chance to catch the epic intensive weapons of mass production, where the last time, it's going to be the last time we'll cover how to get highly potent tools and methods every real estate investor can use to find more motivated sellers, buyers, and private lenders in as little as 60 seconds. In as little as 60 seconds. Yeah, you heard that right. Even if you think you've heard it all before, I'm going to prove it. And as soon as you register, uh, you're going to get instant access to the Epic Fast Formula to $10,000 in 30 days or less. Right when you register, you're going to get that. And this is all taking place on November 2nd through the 4th in Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, we came out to the East Coast by popular demand. Coming down to the South. Uh, it's football season. It's the fall. And ain't no better place to be than the South during that time of the year. And that's where we're coming. And the reason for the fifth, uh, it's the actual fourth day, uh, the fifth, it's optional, but we're going to be touring uh, properties with our Birmingham partners. We're going to see before, during, and after uh, cash flowing properties are in rehab. And it's really, Birmingham, if you don't know, Birmingham is probably one of the hottest markets in the country for cash flow. It's the greatest mix between uh, dependable cash flow and appreciation. And we are in love with this market, and we'd love to share it with you and our team so again, the registration, it's not, uh, it actually is officially open now. Yep, it is officially open. You can go to epicintensive.com. Epicintensive.com, the first 25 people to register will be admitted in for free. 
and then the price will uh, rise the closer that we get to capacity. So half of those free seats are already gone, by the way. You guys heard the uh, little brief announcements, the save the date announcement last week, and you jumped all over it. So uh, half of those are still available. All right, lots of dates, I know. Lots of domains. That was much longer than I anticipated. Um, good thing for the rewind, though. So if you missed anything, you can always go back and listen again. Or you can go to the show notes at epicrealestate.com and get all the uh, information there, too. Okay, so uh, we've been moving along pretty steadily, you know, the last several episodes under a theme of really what I believe is the highest and best use of your time, converting the leads that you generate into contracts, getting control of your deals. Because once you've got control, now you can essentially dictate how much money you're going to make. You can control your own paycheck. And I don't know how many more episodes I'm going to be spending on this, likely a few more at least, as I really believe it's that important to you and your business. I want to kind of just bring in a, everything that I can possibly share with you about this and, uh, you know, really improve your skills, improve your business, and really improve your bottom line. And, you know, your, your marketing might not be generating the lead volume that it used to, right? You might not be closing as many deals as you used to. And as a result, you might not be making the money that you're used to, Right? I mean, maybe a little more going out right now than you're used to and a little less than you're used to is coming in. And the solution for more people, the answer for most people is, I need to generate more leads. I got to create more leads. I got to get more leads. How do I get more leads? How do I get more leads? And, and true, more leads should result in more opportunity for you, should result in more business for you. But, but not necessarily is it the answer. Or even the, I mean, it is an answer, but it's not necessarily the answer. It's not, it's not definitely, I mean, I wouldn't say it's even the best answer. No. I mean, what if you could convert more of those leads that you're already receiving? What if you could convert those into contracts? I mean, how, how would that impact your bottom line? Yeah, it, it would be, it'd be great because you'd be doing more business without spending more money, without spending more energy trying to generate more leads. So... I've asked my new training partner to join me again today, um, hot off our ground and pound school. It's a uh, boot camp style sales training that we did just before the last intensive in St. Louis. And I asked him to come to share with you just how you might be able to increase your conversion rate and make some more money without having to invest more time, without having to invest more money or energy into generating more leads. Uh, so please help me welcome back to Epic Real Estate Investing, Mr. Jeff Garner. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. You bet. You bet. So we just got back from St. Louis a couple weeks ago for our first ever ground and pound school boot camp training. Um, I think it was a, a great success. I've always prided myself on being a practitioner as well as an educator and actually teaching and talking about what I do on a daily basis. And I pride myself on surrounding myself with people also. So you know, in the past, we've had a lot of guests here that either they were students who were really doing it, or I had people come on the show that aren't educators at all, aren't gurus at all, that just say how it is. And and I think you fall right into that category. Um, the very first time that you've, you know, taken what you do on the streets, we took it off the streets, we brought it into the classroom, and we just shared it with, uh, you know, 11 very fortunate individuals that I think had a great time. And I think learned a lot. I mean, what was your impression on your first time in front of, front of the classroom like that? Man, it was it was awesome. It brought a, you know it brought years and years and years of doing it full circle to be able to teach it to people. It was a little it was I was a little nervous because mm -hmm. I wanted to deliver, but um, I was really taken back by the response we got from all the students and the you see these guys come in 
you know, we had like 11 people, didn't we? I think yes. we had 11 on that one. Mm-hmm. Had 11 people come in from all over the country, and they have a look of um, they're not sure what they're getting into, nervous. You know, this is an area to where they're very, you know, kind of uncomfortable and feel defeated, um, you know, evaluating property and negotiating with sellers. And then when they left, they, you know, the smiles, you could see that they had confidence or laughing and joking and kind of fired up to get out there and, and start practicing, you know. So it was really, um, really fulfilling for me, and I had a ton of fun. Yeah, it was, it was great to watch them leave essentially, you know, armed for battle, if we're going to stay with the ground and pound metaphor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were armed. They were the confidence. I think was great. I mean, the the spines were very erect, and, and you know, walking out with confidence, shoulders back, and uh, you know, they had some great skills and techniques to um, now use in the field, which I think is really the the part of real estate investing, or for the investor, what's the highest and best use of their time is to be talking to sellers and negotiating contracts, and that's exactly what this school does. So to 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 develop that skill. Absolutely, absolutely, and. The beauty of it is, is whether you have your phone ringing or you're just going to the grocery store, you can use this skill everywhere you go because everyone is a potential client. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's basic communication skills on and, and you know on how to get you know someone's motivation or, or, or get their interest, and so it's something you can use all day long. Whether you have tons of marketing coming in or not, or you're just sitting there on Zillow calling. For sale by owners, every time they pick up the phone, now you have some some tools to use to spark a conversation and and you know start judging motivation and decide on whether it's a deal. And yep. so, it's I think it's one of the number one skills we need as real estate investors because not everyone starts off with huge marketing budgets. Sometimes you have to beat the streets or get on the ground, pound the ground, however you want to mm-hmm. look at. It. Right. So, I think two things. I'm gonna come back to that that word skill. I think that's a very operative word. Um, but the, the other part of it, I think, uh, when people think about going to someone's house and talking to sellers or, or just in the sales in general, they have a very specific idea of what a good salesperson is or what a good negotiator is. Um, you know, the, right now the internet is just, uh, Grant Cardone has, has really covered the entire internet of being like this sales guy and this sales guy, and you just got to work your butt off, and this is how you get it. You, you stare the sellers in, or in, the, in the eye, and yeah. you, you shake their hand firm, and you force them to put the pen to paper, and blah, 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 blah and just be dominant, right? And exactly. it's really, it doesn't work that way, not at all. And I think when people see that, like some, there's a certain crowd that's really attracted to that and attracted to that work ethic and attracted to that, attracted to that posture. But when you get in the real world, it's actually very counterintuitive on how it works and what actually does succeed, right? Absolutely. I think that, you know, Grant Cordon's stuff is wonderful for motivation to get yourself out of bed and go to work and beat the streets. But it is it is so counterintuitive to sales these days and what people um, – I mean, you'll, you will be – you will – scare the crap out of your sellers and you will, they will freeze up on you and you will have nothing but failure with that tactic. Mm-hmm. Walk to someone's house who just inherited it from their grandmother that just passed away a week ago. And you go in beating on the table saying, sign here, or I'm not leaving. Basically, um, you, you will, you will leave and maybe even get arrested. But, um, it, it's about gaining their confidence and making them comfortable and getting away from that old school style of selling to where 
you um, are you know selling them. You are hard selling. Um, this is the complete opposite. This gets you want them to sell themselves. You want them to um, to um, settle their own objections. Right. You you don't want to have to you know how do you everyone has these lists of how to get by get past someone's objections. Well, there's no better way to get past someone's objections than than having them do it for you. Mm -hmm. you know? And um, I believe that the way we are conditioned today in this society, you know, sales is is flip-flopped. It's totally opposite. You know, um, the guys I train, um, when I listen to calls or I talk to them, I will stop it and go, you're selling there. You can't sell that. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to talk them into you. You're trying to convince them how great your service is and how great you're going to be and why they need to do it. And that is the complete opposite on what we try to teach and what we do when we go on appointments. Yep, yep. And I th I'm noticing online by some really brilliant sales trainers and some people that have legitimate experience in the real world. And um, not to say, I don't, I don't know much about Grant Cardone. I don't know what his experience is. But the, the people that are really in the trenches today and making things happen are like scratching their heads like people are really listening to this guy. They're really listening to this approach. And there's some a lot of backlash now, and I think rightfully so. Um, even by some of our, our mutual friends, uh, just fantastic salespeople and trainers are, you know, saying that's not the way it works. And I think what's brilliant about that, and I'm really glad that that message is coming out, and I think this is what was so great about the Ground and Pound School was it, it, it shows that anyone can do this. You don't have to be the big, giant, cocky, confident, perfect-looking person with the, the, the gift for gab that they were born with. You don't have to be that person. Anyone can do this, and, you know... And uh, I just think that it just makes it available to everybody, and you don't have to feel like a jerk. You don't have to feel like a douchebag. You don't have to feel slimy. You know, you can do it, and you can be really effective just being yourself and just with a couple implementing a few different techniques, developing the skill that we were talking about. Yeah, and absolutely. That That is a, the other thing that I really got out of our uh, boot camp that I realized in, in when we talked about it with everyone was, Look, you do not have to be a salesman, a born natural conversationalist or a super social butterfly when you know, when you just have some skills and a few um, techniques that um, will help you to get them to talk. And the reality of it is, is we teach people to uh, listen 70%, talk 30%. So if you're not a real open chatty person this is actually kind of good for you it's the people who like to talk mm -hmm. that hard for because they have to taper themselves back mm -hmm. uh, and you know getting saying asking some impact questions or um you know uh, um you know doing uh, going negative and, and and you know talking about their other options and how they could be positive for them mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing on how you will get them to disqualify that's the word i was looking for earlier disqualify all their objections, your competition, and tell you their motivation. You don't have to tell them how they need you and or how they're um, going to lose that house. If they don't sell to you, they better move fast. You know, you um, we stay away from that. We, we want them to feel comfortable. And when we leave, all like all my sellers, we do videos at the closing table, video testimonials. Mm -hmm. They're selling their house to us at a discount. We went through the whole process. And they're doing a video referring us to, you know, the, the rest of, you know, doing a marketing piece for us. So right. 
goal is. We want them to be happy all the way through. We want to feel like their life is better. And we didn't just buy a house. We helped them to move on to whatever their future needs to be and then make it as best as possible. Absolutely. And perfect. So you had said something there talking about uh, going negative. That was one of the techniques and strategies that you you shared with everybody at the school and, and things like reversing and the transition agreement and and you know those are those are some of the school are the techniques that you taught at the school. We got another school coming up by the, by the way in St. Louis again, uh, October twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Um, it's by application only. We're going to keep that small. I think uh, ten people is a good number. We had eleven people. We'll just make a nice round number of ten. And if and if you want to go, then I'll, I'll share with you at the end how you can apply for that. But um, one thing is like you sh- we shared the techniques. We imparted the skill. Like this is what it takes. And people left. Like I got it. Um, but it is a skill, and to develop a skill, it's it's practice, it's um, repetition, and you know, getting feedback and making adjustments, and so, you know, what what you've done with the school, and we've put together a follow up sales call, right? So you can check in, and it's accountability call along with uh, sales training, and you know, just kind of practicing and perf- uh, perfecting that technique. So I know we just had the very first one after that, and, and you were you led that call. How, how did that go? It went well, man. It was, it was, it was, you know, just a, a little background to that is I remember us sitting down and trying to figure out what's the best value and content that we can offer to people when we put this together. And I was like, you know, there's all these trainings out there that you get online and people get it and they read it or they watch the videos and they go try to practice it and that's it. And I, when I got into sales originally as a realtor 20 years ago, I had sales meetings weekly and I had a mentor. And so, you know, this was like you said, our first call in that process. We didn't want to just, and so it's been nice to follow up with, with, um, with our um, students and see their process and try to help uh, train them and motivate them and be, and be accountable. But it went really well, man. It went really well. Um, you could still see a little confidence. You could see the confidence in them still. Mm-hmm. Not all of them had done deals, um, but um, they were all implementing it. And it, they weren't talking like this was a scary process anymore. It was like, yeah, I was on this call and I and I went negative or I reversed it. And at the end, I took it away. And, you know, um, Russell, which is one of my favorites just because he's he tries hard and he's um, – I just see him being right on the cusp of really breaking loose and, and having success. He did a deal. He went on a seller appointment. And it's been, what, two or three weeks. He went on a seller appointment. He realized there was no motivation there for them to sell. They didn't need to sell. They only wanted to if they could get top dollar. So he converted it to um, um, a, a rent a management agreement with him mm-hmm. for two reasons. One is to make a little bit of revenue because he manages properties. And the second one was to keep a hook in that seller. So when that day comes where they are motivated and they're reasonable, he has first shot at it. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it and he said that that's, he, he went negative with them. And, you know, they would, the guy was, well, we really only want top dollar and, and um, we, you know, we're not, we don't want to take a discount. And he said, well, you know, have you thought about a realtor yet? You know, maybe a lot of times realtors can get you more money than what us investors can. It isn't. We're not a fit for everybody. We can't buy them all. And they say, oh, no, no, no. We don't want a realtor. We don't want to pay commissions. We don't want to deal with all that and people going through our houses. And he eventually 
found out, you know, got to the bottom of it, and the guy was, you know, I think he went negative with him about renting it here, thought of renting it. Hey, sometimes you can make money, more money over the long term than going with an investor. So in this case, he got the no, you know, Matt, as we call that going for the no. And getting the no is okay because at least you're not wasting your time chasing someone down who is never going to sell to you. But he got some business out of it, and he'll probably get that deal in six or seven months. So, mm-hmm. um, John, uh, Jonathan, who I was super impressed with. Now I know he's been with um, you know REI Ace and been working. You've been coaching him for a while, mm-hmm. and I and I swear I remember them talking when they came into the boot camp that they were kind of struggling a little in their new market in Nebraska. But he was on the call and kind of blew me away. When he told me they're doing four, writing four or five contracts a week now. Now, maybe they were doing a couple before that, but I don't remember it. But all I know is since then, they've caught fire. And when I when I had talked to him, and I was like, well, what are you implementing? What strategies you're using? And he said that uh, um, uh, he, he's been doing the takeaway. That takeaway is killing it for him at the end going, you know, you know, it's okay. You know, we can't buy them all. And I don't know that it's really that great of a fit for us either. And um, he's been turned, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, we definitely want to huh. sell, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, it was just like that. I told you how Brent wrote like two or three contracts in a two-week period on the hood of his car after he walked away from the seller. They'd follow him out. Mm-hmm. And he did the deal on his hood. And so, um, you know, we, they, we, a lot of guys are, you know, uh, Russell was going negative a lot. He finds a lot of comfort in that. And Jonathan, that takeaway seems to be his sweet spot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, too, for some people, and this was my case when I was taught this kind of sales, is that um, a lot. some of us already have some of these natural abilities. Okay, we're not reinventing the wheel per se. This is new strategies in today's times mm-hmm. that are, you know new and improved sales strategies but like jonathan said you know i talked to him he's like i was already doing a couple of these tactics but i didn't know it mm-hmm. and having the having a plan and knowing when to implement them and why you implement them and the timing and, and the effect it has on your sellers has really helped and i think changed the dynamics of his appointments mm-hmm. and, and made a big difference so that was really cool to hear all of that yeah i think i think the reason that this strategy and this approach what we were teaching at the boot camp and what you brought to the table is that just that anybody can do it because it's kind of instinctually in them already and then just getting clarity about oh yeah now knowing when to do it and and why you're doing it and actually like he just said having a plan around something that you kind of do instinctually already i mean if you're just a a normal good caring empathetic human being that cares about the people that you're working with, you kind of have this already in place, but now you just get to use it and use it with a purpose and drive towards the end, towards this, you know, this common goal that you and the seller have. Absolutely. And, and it just makes it, and that takes all the fear out of it, you know? Exactly. when, when you walk into an appointment, you're going, okay, man, and you're trying to do the Grant Cardone and get yourself pumped up so you can go in there because you're walking into a stranger's house that you know nothing about. You don't know if they're going to have pit bulls. Are they going to be happy? Are they going to be mad? And you're trying to get yourself psyched up to hopefully get a deal. And um, 
you know, having a strategy and knowing, you know, between transition agreements and and um, going negative or takeaways or reverse questioning and just the timing on when to use all of those gives you a lot of confidence. And that comes out of you as is someone who doesn't need the business because when you woke up nervous and your palms are sweating and you're mumbling because you're not sure what you're getting into and you're scared, um, you look desperate. And when you go in with some tools and some practice, whether you're practicing throughout your day, everyone you talk to, or um, you're practicing on real leads, you walk in like the guy who is interested but doesn't have to have it, doesn't right. have to buy it. Right. And that, that's half the battle right there. Yep. There's a saying, when you need nothing, you attract everything. And that comes into play right here for sure. And, yep. and it's funny that you mentioned Jonathan and Russell because we have I've been working with Russell for a little while. Uh, Jonathan is actually a brand new client just a couple months ago. And, uh, you know, what we do here is we really focus on lead generation and finding deals. And both of those guys have those systems set up in place. And and a lot of people that I talk to, they think that, uh, you know, in this market, maybe their, their lead generation uh, efforts aren't producing the amount of leads that they used to. And they think they just got to spend more money. They got to work harder. And, you know, what, what this is kind of showing now, that's not really the case. You don't have to spend more money. You don't have to work harder. Um, you just have to hone that skill of converting the leads that you do have because, you know, your phone's ringing, your inbox is filling up. There's opportunity all over the place. Now we just have to work on that conversion skill. And, and that's really what this uh, camp does. And, and speaking of that, and you you kind of mentioned something a little bit about mindset just a second ago. Um, you know, when that phone does start ringing, that's uh, this kind of turning into a sales call and we didn't really, or a, a pitch and it wasn't our intention. We wanted to, we had definitely had an agenda and that was, let's talk about that initial phone call when the phone rings. Um, kind of go through what your mindset should be and, and how you prepare for that. I mean, it probably comes natural. You've done it thousands and thousands of times now, Jeff. But, you know, initially, you know, when you're having that very first conversation with the, when the lead comes in, what is your mindset? What is your intent? What is your goal? And, and how might that call actually kind of sound? Well, my intent is to calm them down and get their guard and, 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 and calm them down and get my seller to feel completely comfortable with me so that we can just have a conversation. Okay. So is that to say that typically when they call their guard is up and they are uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people are carefree, but most people are looking at it like they're afraid. Like, okay, I'm going to call on this postcard. I'm going to call on this flyer. This guy says he pays cash, but I'm not giving my house away, and I'm not going to let anybody steal it from me. You know, so they're guarded. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and they don't know what they're getting into right. either. Like, Real quickly, what you just said there is that, that they are afraid most of the time. Yes. And what's the irony there is, the investor on the other side answering the phone is also afraid, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, if you're, so just kind of take comfort in that right there off the bat. Understand that the person calling you is more scared of you picking up the phone than you picking up the phone. Exactly. So, so that should put you in a, in a more comfortable position right there, right away. But go ahead. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's like I say to my son about little spiders. I'm like, they're more scared of you, buddy. Just relax, <laughs> okay? Yeah. But, um, yeah, and and and, the, and we're scared too, and I know I was, and and until I had like kind of a strategy, I stayed that way, you know. And sometimes, mm -hmm. it, you know, so I'm I want them to relax, and I want them to be okay, and I want them to put their guard down, so that we can have a conversation to decide if it 
is good for both of us. That's my intention. And it, right out of the gate. And then I, and then my second intention is to find out their motivation level, meaning how motivated are they to sell? And is it potentially a deal or is it not a deal? And so by getting them to put their guard down, relax, realize that I'm not going to jump through the phone and steal their house right out from under them while we're talking, mm-hmm. um, and that giving me the real information isn't going to hurt them and enable me to do any magical tricks to where I steal a house um, and, and, and get them to just open up and be able to talk. Perfect. And, so let, let's stop right there before we go on. Uh, so what are what is what do you do specifically to make them feel comfortable to make them bring their guard down and to get them to tell you the actual truth about why they're calling and why they're selling? I use what, what I call transition agreements, okay. which is basically an explanation of exactly what's going to happen next time frame, um, what why why we're talking, what the intent is. And that regardless what happens, it's okay for them to say no at any point. Got it. Yep. We do the same here. So that's very good. It does a lot. So what would yeah. be like a, a typical transition agreement sound like? It would sound like this. I would, uh, you know, you know, hello, you know, this is Jeff. Thanks for calling Starting Point Real Estate. And they'd be like, well, hi, my name's Matt. And i say, hey, Matt, I appreciate you calling. You know, most of the time, People call us, they want to know what we do and how much we can offer for your house. Do you have those same questions or are there any others I can answer as well? And most of the time they say, no, that's it. Or sometimes they'll say, yeah, and you, um, when can you close? You know, something along those lines. And I'll be like, great, thanks. Well, let me let me take five to ten minutes of your time. So I'm giving them the time frame. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I need five or 10 minutes of your time to ask some questions about the property and your situation, just to kind of get some more information so that I can answer those questions for you and um, find out if it's something that's going to work for us. Now, at the end of this, if it's something that seems to fit into what we're looking for as well, then I can, uh, we can go on to the next step and set an appointment. But if it doesn't sound like something you're interested in, then you can say no at any time. We can't buy them all. That's not a problem. You know, someone along those lines, Matt, mm-hmm. to generally just giving them, hey, this is what's going to happen. So your fear of, I don't know what's going to, what is this process? Are they going to ask me for my social security number? You know, I'm telling them, hey, we're going to ask you some questions about your situation in the house. Is that right. okay? Right. Great. Do you have 10 minutes? Okay, good. And at the end, we'll decide on if it makes sense to go any further. And no is okay. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like, you know. So Yeah, the, the, another thing that you had said there that I think is really important is when the seller calls and starts asking questions, a lot of people say, what do I say when, I, when he says this? What do I say when she says that? What do I, what's your response for this? And you said, great, I'd love to answer those questions, but I've got, I have a few more questions, I have a few questions I need to ask you, so I can't answer those questions. So a lot of people go into the default, well, uh, we can close in in 14 days, is that the right answer? You know what I mean? Like, uh, they they just get cornered and start answering right away. And by taking control, say, I'd love to answer your questions, Uh, I'm gonna need to ask you some questions, you have five to 10 minutes, and once we get those answered, then I'll be able to answer your questions, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You basically, and, and not even in so much detail, more like more that, oh, the, great. Well, let me get a few things from you so I can answer those questions for you. And this will take 10 minutes here. Um, I lost my point there. Um, my guy, you, okay, you said something, Matt. You said, yeah, most people go into, well, um, I can close in 14 days. They just, they, they feel like, what's the magic answer? Right. Make them happy. And what my guys would, what I would hear is this when they first come in. Um, when they'd say something like, well, when can you close? Well, you know what? We can close fast. We pay cash. If you need, we'll take all your stuff that you don't want. We'll throw it away for you. No charge. We'll pay your clothes. I mean, they just start hammering them and selling them. Like, right. they don't know to say they don't know when to stop i'm going to give them so much that these sellers are going to be wild and they're going to think i have to go with these guys and most of the time they go oh well great well thank you very much we'll be in touch if we're interested because you just gave everything away you have zero leverage mm -hmm. you don't even know what the house was you right. might have said the right things you might not have so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what okay so that, that's fantastic so you go through the questions you answer the questions what is the one thing is and I think this is on a lot of people's mind is how do you know or what what's what are the things that you're actually listening for to know whether or not it's worthy of your time to set up an appointment and go out and visit with that seller how do you detect urgency or what was there a threshold or keywords or phrases you're looking for well what I'm looking for is just their willingness mm -hmm. for the process you know um, their willingness, uh, do they need the money? Why are they selling? Are they, are they just window shopping? And I guess the things I look for, see when I'm, the way I teach a call is you need to be on your phone or in front of a computer so that you can get online and get a rough idea, like through Zillow or Redfin, any of those, what the average is on that, that property. Mm -hmm. Because if you pull that up and it says it's worth 180, you can get, you can guarantee it's worth either 150 or 200, you know, somewhere in that range. Okay. At least you have a ballpark mm -hmm. and if the, we won't take a penny under 180 or we won't take a penny under 170, you know, it's tough. So you need to get into deeper into some more techniques to, to get their motivation levels up, to get the reasons why they want to sell, why they called you the real reasons like. I'm being foreclosed on. I have to move to be with my mother out of state because she's sick. I um, I'm uh, I, I have a judgment for a hundred grand. I have to pay off. You need to find out what those things are so that you can see if this person is really um, going to sell. If they have a reason to sell. Mm -hmm. So you know, finding out what their mortgage is because if they want one, if you know it's worth somewhere between one fifty and two hundred, and they owe one sixty. I mean, those are motivation right. levels right there. I mean, they they might have motivation, but they it's can't. There's no deal there for you, or they tell you that uh, they just won't cooperate. They won't commit to giving you an answer at any point. You could say at the end of the call, "Well, this is great. I think it's a property we're interested. How do you guys feel? Well, yeah, we'd love to take the next step. Okay, well, um, you know, we'll." Uh, and then we go into the next transition agreement, you know, and it sounds like this. You know, what's going to happen next is I'm going to turn this information over to our, my acquisitions manager. He's going to do a little research and contact you and set up a time to come in and take a look at your house, kind of fine-tune the numbers. And then at the end of that, if it's something we're still interested in and it's something you want to go forward with, we'll give you an, a cash offer and you can say yes or no, no problem. And um, are there, is there anyone else that needs to be there? Are you the only signer 
on this. Well, no, there's four other people and they're all out of state. Okay. Well, are, are, is, are you going to be able to, are you in a position, and there's a, many different ways to say this. Usually I'll say, if we're not interested in the property, we'll let you know right away. Are you going to be able to give us an answer, yes or no, um, the day we're there? And a lot of times you really got to decide how nice, good of a deal it is or how good a report you have if they say no. Mm -hmm. Nope. Okay. Well, I, because I have other signers or I, I'm going to sleep on it no matter what. And then you get into other techniques to turn that around. But that was a long answer for your question. No, it's actually a really good one. Um, okay. I mean, a good answer. So I kind of put it in bullet points so we can, uh, I mean, definitely you filled in all the, the spaces in between the lines here. But really, that initial phone call, uh, the first thing is uh, you want to make them feel comfortable. You want them to drop their guard. And basically build rapport. You just want to be like likable and make them feel comfortable. And we do that by the transition agreement, setting their expectations, telling what's going on, um, not being too. Uh, don't you don't want to be uh, reactive. So you want to you want to take control of that and make sure you get your questions answered before you answer answer any of their questions. Um, and that that's not even a tactic. That's that's just being a responsible professional. That I can't give you an answer. There's not a one size fits all answer. I need to know more about your situation before I can do that, right? So that's that's one. Um, uh, make them comfortable, drop their uh, guard, and uh, you know build rapport. So that's one number one. Number two is though during that whole process, you're really looking for willingness, right? That you're looking. That's kind of how you're detecting the motivation. Are they cooperating? Or are they standoffish? You're just looking for their willingness to to cooperate and communicate and conversate, right? Yep. Okay. Third thing is your next uh, the real intent or the the goal of that call is to set the appointment. Right, so that's a, another transition agreement. Let them know how easy it is going to be able to set an appointment, what they should expect. It's okay to say no. Um, you also let them know if everything goes well, we'll have an offer for you, and you can say yes or no. So you, it's we call it a release statement. You call it a transition agreement. Um, same type of thing does accomplishes the exact same thing. And then the fourth thing is, oh, by the way, now you're checking: do they have the ability to sell once you get there? Yep. Right, that I that I hit that. So rapport, looking for willingness, set the appointment, and then look for the ability to to perform. Absolutely, sweet. Yeah, that's good. Um, of course, there's a lot of stuff in between there, and a lot of the, the specific techniques and strategies that we covered at the school. Um, we've got uh, we're right on thirty minutes, so we're out of time. Um, let's resume this next week. So once we've set the appointment yeah. and what goes on at the actual appointment at the property, you want to come back and do that next week. Sounds great, man. I'd love to. Perfect. Okay, so in the meantime, if you would uh, looking to, if you'd like to come out and learn for two straight days with Jeff and myself, um, you know, the first day is an all classroom event. Second day is half classroom, half in the field, where we actually go put some of this stuff to work, and uh, that's in, in St. Louis on October twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Uh, we're only taking ten people. That's as much as we can fulfill, I think, and really make sure everyone has a really quality experience and gets what they take. And then with that comes the six month of follow-up sales calls, accountability calls, training calls. Um, you can go to groundandpoundschool.com, groundandpoundschool.com. You can apply there. Um, there's a short little questionnaire. It lets us know a little bit about you and your business and what you want to accomplish. And then on the next page, if you want to jump to the front of the line for your for your uh, application interview, you can go ahead and self-schedule yourself right into the calendar, okay? It's not free. And it's not cheap either, okay? So this is an investment in yourself. It's an investment in your your skill. 
and that's what we want to make available to those who want it. Do you have anything to add to that, Jeff? Yeah, I I think it's the I think it is one of the top skills that we need to have as real estate investors. Yep. Because, like I said, you can use this all day long. You don't have to have huge marketing budgets. Everyone you talk to is a prospect, and there's uh, plenty of uh, free leads out there. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, and I and I thoroughly enjoy it. And you know, right? You know, that's the. Uh... There's th- really three ways you can increase your bottom line. The three that come to mind right away. You can increase your lead generation, so you're increasing your opportunity. One, you can increase your conversion. Uh, that would be two. And three, you could increase your spread, right? You can increase the, the, the discounts. And I think what what's really cool about this school is once you've got the skill, number two and number three, increasing your conversions and increasing your spread, once you've got that skill, no one can take that away from you. And if you can convert more, then everyone else to compete with you is going to have to spend more. And I think that's where the, real, the real advantage. So once you've, you've got that, that initial exposure to what those techniques are, and then you practice it just the way you'd practice, you know, driving a golf ball or, you know, juggling three tennis balls or even something as simple as tying your shoe. Once you've practiced that enough and have enough repetitions, now you can do it without thinking. And what a huge advantage that gives you over your competition and what a, an amazing field to have that competition, how well it pays. So I'd invite anyone that this is even remotely resonating with, go to groundandpoundschool.com. We would love to see you in October. And then uh, Jeff and I will resume this conversation next week where uh, when you're walking up the steps and you knock on the door, what's next? Sound good, Jeff? Sounds great. Sounds great, man. I appreciate it. You bet, buddy. Thanks for being here. And uh, we'll do this again next week. All right. See you then. All right, I'll see you next week. God bless, and to your success, I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.